Are you ready to start living and creating your life from possibility, joy, and ease? What if every day could be a miraculous adventure? Welcome to Creating Beyond Reality Radio. Join us for a dynamic conversation of creation and possibility. Now, here is our host, creatress of magnitude, Heather Nichols. Welcome, everybody, to Creating Beyond Reality Radio. This is Heather Nichols, and I'm so excited about the the topic this week made me laugh so hard. (laughs) Um, We're here with um, Julia Sotis, uh, Julia Sotis Mattis, who is um, an access consciousness facilitator. What are all the things that you facilitate? I don't have your bio in front of me. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's a good question. (laughs) I'll happily tell you. Um, I am facilitating, um, I'm a certified facilitator of access. So I do the bars and then the foundation class and a lot of specialty topics. And now I'm kind of doing three kind of other subtopics that I'm really into. Um, So I'm doing the sex you know is possible one day class with Emily Russell. I'm doing um, a three day class with Wealth Creators Anonymous called Becoming the CFO of Your Own Life. And then I'm doing talk to the entities two day class and specialty classes. So having fun. So I I asked Julia to be on the show and I was like, what should we talk about? And she says, "Um, let's make the title of the show. What would embarrass you into having money? (laughs) (laughs) And then I laughed so hard and I loved it so hard. And um, here we are. And I, I, I actually normally don't read like bios and I don't, I'm not like a fan of like reading shit because we could just talk, but I'm yeah. going to read the description because I love this description. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's, what if you were so embarrassed to not have money that you actually chose to have money because you didn't want to be embarrassed anymore? <laughs> what if you became so embarrassed and so frustrated with not having the money you desire that it inspired the demand to never allow that again. Explore what choices you have to inspire yourself to money and to give up the shame of no money. Fucking love that. <laughs> so we were, we, we, on the back end of creating Beyond Reality, we were like, oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> so. Even as you talk about it, it's, uh, it's such a cool energy because it takes this, this pain and the shame that we all have around money and, and actually makes it lighter and funnier. So it's like, turn it up. I've been playing with that a lot lately. Like everything that I've been like resisting or trying to like lower my barriers to or whatever, actually just going, well, instead of doing that, why don't I just actually like turn it up? You know? So it's sort of like turning it. If you're a little bit embarrassed about not having money, just turn it way the fuck up. So that, (laughs) So unbearable that you'll never do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) It's a good tactic. I think I'm going to steal that one. I love it. (laughs) It's been actually, I've really, this is like a little side note, but it's been so cool with judgment because, you know, we talk about how in access consciousness, like one of the tools for creating more money is actually being willing to receive judgment from other people. And and I, I, for so, for years, I was always like, oh, I have to like lower my barriers and be okay with the judgment and be interesting point of view. And lately I've just been like, well, what could I do to get judged? Like, <laughs> what can I, how can I like poke the bear and actually like, like bring it on myself, you know? That's um, awesome. 
it's it's really fun you, oh, you know so if you're listening and you haven't tried it you should try it <laughs> <laughs> i actually had my first um I got totally vilified in the media recently. Ooh. I was like, oh, that's a good thing. Teaching? Yeah. What, I, ha- uh, what happened? Do tell. Well, <laughs> I was in Canada um, doing a class on talk to the entities. So, you know, working with ghosts, working with the, with the, those who have passed on. And um, my friend who was hosting me, um, her and I started a yoga studio together we got it into the infancy stages and I crunched the numbers and I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's going to work financially. And she's like, well, I want to do it. It would be fun for me. And I'm like, okay, I'm out. And um, it worked out well for both of us. It's great for her. And I definitely wouldn't have wanted to have that at this point in my life. So, um, so anyways, she hosted me at the yoga studio for the talk to the entities class. And, you know, we've been good friends for maybe six years. And, um, and so <laughs> The, she does a lot of advertising in the local newspaper, the Brandon Sun. And so they do articles when she has people come into town. So they did an article on me and I wasn't available to do an interview. So they uh, interviewed Robin and uh, she gave a great interview and they totally misquoted it. <laughs> like, I mean, like talking about how ghosts are going to totally, um, run your life and they're going to make you smoke cigarettes and they're going to make you drink alcohol <laughs> and a local girl. Cause it was near where I was born and raised. And they're like a local girl is coming in to, to charge $150 to do this. And so the article wasn't like, it was trying to be um, unbiased, but it was like super like, this is weird here. Let it hear everybody. Here's this weirdo girl. But there was a huge picture of me and like a really good, Thing. Like it was fun. I was like, I read it and I thought it was great. And I sent it to Shannon and she loved it. And we had a good laugh. But then some from a city, somebody, Oh, I cut out for a sec there. Somebody from a city um, found the, the article and went on Facebook and they write about things that they read and they tore it apart, oh. tore me apart. They, like have so many followers. There were 80 comments on the article. It was like, this is disgusting. How can somebody charge that kind of money? They're preying on people's fears and insecurities. And like people are going in like, rah, rah, rah. like who's this psychopath? The only thing this is helping is her bank account. Like it was this, it was ripped. They ripped me apart. Like wow. 80 comments of ripping me apart. It was so funny, but it was so cool because I've been using the tools and like you said, it's like, I was so grateful because I'm like, when people get vilified, those who are searching are still going to go, hmm, what's that? And then probably end up doing it anyways. So <laughs> yeah, I was super grateful, but it was cool to see too, like how I've used the tools every day for so long and how when each of us use the tools, it creates this future where like things are lighter and they don't matter anymore. And yeah. in that particular area, finally that future showed up for me. And I was like, I was like, Yahoo! <laughs> that's always fun when you're like, Oh my God, I don't actually care. Actually, yeah. This is funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. that was pretty funny. That's so. awesome. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So, so embarrassment. So where did this, where did this topic come from? Yeah. Well, Gary Douglas, who is the founder of Access Consciousness, um, 
I actually had asked him some questions about money and um, I was like, when I don't have enough money in my checkings account, I hate it. I'm like, it's so frustrating. I, I need to always have enough money in my checkings account. And he's like, well, what if you were so embarrassed by not having money that you were willing to get to the point where you were willing to have money? You pushed it so far in one direction that you went, nope, that's crossed the line. I'm actually going to have it now. <laughs> that is awesome. And like so he said, don't, and he said, don't teach that as a class, Julia. Don't use that as a class title. And right. who knew what it would create? <laughs> oh, my God. So are you going to do a class? Well, I just, I actually did. I, I did a, I did a one hour class on it, um, which was great. Um, and uh, it was a free Zoom, so anyone can listen to it. And I'm thinking about it. I'm, cool. I'm I think that's a great idea. Thanks yeah. for actually pinging me on that because um, I'd like to do more with it. Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, it's such a um, you know Gary Gary Douglas. If you guys don't know who he is, he's the um, creator of Access Consciousness, the founder of Access Consciousness. Um, which when Julia says using the tools, that's what we're talking about is using the tools of access. And, um, and he, uh, he has this amazing way of looking at things and just popping something into your world that nobody has ever thought of before. That is like such a different way of looking at something that like just sort of, I, I know for me, like I've had so many conversations with him where I went, oh my God, that just completely, like, I just did a 180 degree turn, you know, like it just flipped everything for me. And, um, and yep. really, like, I, I'm like, how does he do it? You know, <laughs> it's, pretty <laughs> brilliant. it's pretty brilliant. Um, yeah. So I love that because embarrassment and shame around money, well, around, well, some people are actually do have embarrassment and shame around having money. Um, but some people, you know, more people probably have embarrassment and shame around not having it. And, um, but it's not something that anybody ever talks about. Like I've never had this conversation before. Totally. Totally. It's, um, it's such a vulnerable conversation to have actually. Yeah. And I think that, um, as a facilitator, um, doing this class, you know, I mean, the free zoom was an absolute hit. It was a total blast. I, I like didn't even advertise it anywhere. And, um, it was so many people signed up because I think that the, the topic is a freedom that people are looking for and, um, like being able to facilitate that and invite people to that space, um, is such a gift because nobody else is willing to do it. So at least it, if, if, you know, if somebody's willing to have a conversation, then it starts to open up that door. And um, I was so grateful for the people on that Zoom who were willing to ask questions and, um, you know, be willing to actually look at this area because it's one of the most tab, I would say personally, I think it's one of the most taboo areas in our world. Yeah. Um, we, we are so secretive about money. It's probably... Um, one of the most secretive topics that there are in our lives. I, I think it's money and sex. Yeah. And so we're so secretive. We don't want to let people know how much money we have if we do have a lot of money because we're worried they're they'll tear us down. We'll, we are worried that they will um, think that we're better than them. We're worried that they'll want to take it from us. 
Um, and then when you don't have money, it's like, that's such a, such a secret area too. You know, that's where people get credit card debt and they try to keep up with the Joneses and they're trying to prove that they're better than, or that they're more than. And they say, you know, that people who actually have a lot of money don't usually show it off. And people who don't have much money have bling and shiny cars. And I actually saw a picture of like, I think it was Kanye West, the rapper. And it was a picture of him. And it said, there was one picture of him totally covered in bling, in gold, in jewels, in like gold teeth, like chains, like just covered in bling and like, like just looked like he had so much money. And then there was a picture of him um, wearing um, like a nice sort of, t-shirt and a pair of pants and sneakers and nothing else and it said the first one with all the bling said Kanye when he had five hundred thousand dollars and the second one said Kanye when he had one one hundred million dollars oh my god that's awesome <laughs> that is so I was cool. like, that's a really really cute articulation of that yeah that's brilliant. So, yeah, but we just, it's just such a shameful area and we just do so much to overcompensate for what we don't have or we curl into a ball and go into pathetic or, you know, make ourselves personally wrong for what we don't have. Um, and we are responsible for our own lives, but it's also like we're born in an unconscious world where this stuff is super, super, super hard. Yeah. And, and then, I, yes. I, I took a... I have a degree in sociology, so we studied, I studied, I've studied a lot of stuff about poverty. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anything you want to know about poverty, I can tell you about poverty. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they talked about how when you are, about like in society, when you are really, really poor, you blame that problem on personal shame rather than like the bigger picture of how you are a part of a society that like doesn't take care of you. Like I, t- I took a very, like very socialist minded liberal arts school that I went to, but it does kind of like, it takes, I, I liked that. I kind of remembered that. Like it takes some of the blame off. Like when you aren't creating the amount of money that you want, it's like, it doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means that you don't have the tools that you need to create that money or that something is coming up to stop that. And like we just go so deep into the personal shame and into our own wrongness and and loathing. I mean, not having money turns into loathing and self-hatred and depression and like wrongness to a degree. Like for me personally, yeah. in my life, money has been the area where I have abused myself the most. Yeah, I have based the most and I've justified and created and based the most self-abuse in the area of money. Yep. So me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. So when we can go, oh my gosh, this does not make me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it just means I need more information here. That's so cool. I love that. I, ha- I, um, had this conversation with Dane here, um, who's one of the creators of Access Consciousness. This summer on a call, we were meeting um, the Being You facilitators. We're all meeting. And I was, I have, I had a really frustrating year with my business last year. And it was like, 
nothing seemed to really work. And, you know, it was just, it was just, it's been really changing. And um, I kept kind of, I didn't realize how wrong I was making me and how much it was like, well, I must be wrong or I must be doing something wrong if, you know, things are not growing the way that I'm used to them growing. And, um, and I remember he said to me, I was asking him about it on the call and he said, Hey, what if it's not personal? And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> I'm like, it's not personal? Like, of course this is fucking personal, you know? <laughs> it's like, if I can't get my business grow like I've been doing for the past five years, this is fucking personal. This is about me being returning, you know? <laughs> but it was so funny because it was this moment where I went, how is that even, I mean, that's so beyond this reality, right? Like... <laughs> That's awesome, Heather. What yeah. a cool tool. Man, I wish that Dane was on my doorstep saying that to me a few times <laughs> in the past few years. I know, right? It's super freaking personal. You know, I'm like, I get the whole it's not personal thing, but in this case, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's so, I, I just, I love, like, it, <laughs> You know, when you don't, when you don't actually, I mean, you know, what does it take to get to that where you just, because make, you know, abusing yourself and being mean to yourself about what the money that you have, the money that you don't have, you know, it's, it's, it does make it so personal, you know, and it's like, sometimes when we, and I'm seeing now, like, the change that I've been going through in my business is, has been like a mega change. And I'm actually now starting to create and what's starting to show up now is the business that I've been asking for for many years, you know, and, but it was sort of like, it had to stop working in order for me to, I mean, it didn't t like, I'm like, it stopped working, you know? And it's so funny. Cause I, you know, I make a lot of money still, but it was, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was like, darn, I can't afford the limousine today. Right. I can't do business class, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um but it's funny it's crazy what we do with this you know oh. how much we fucking abuse ourselves and yeah and it's funny to look at too because I grew up with a lot of money and um my family has a lot of money and I remember like when I was a kid the house I grew up in my parents built this incredibly modern um like architecturally like very very like stunning modern house when I was two and in what city in Fresno California cool yeah like right in the middle of California and we um I mean it was like people would like drive by our house and they'd like slow down to look at it it was that kind of a thing and but it was so funny because there was the land that they built it on was fig orchards like Fresno used to have just tons of fig orchards cool. and they left the fig orchard in the front yard and so we had this like architectural like masterpiece of a house with a fig orchard in the front yard. And That's awesome. Yeah, I mean it was in a way like my dad loved figs and they wanted the figs and stuff. And there was an element of hiding it. Like the house was hidden behind the fig orchard. True. Yeah. And so it was so it was like both like we don't really care and we're just going to we're going to you know, hide this. We're not going to highlight it. We're not going to like, like show this beautiful thing, you know? 
And so that's what I grew up with. You know, it was like, we have a lot of money, but we don't talk about it. We don't show people. We don't. And, you know, they had nice cars and stuff, but it was just like, keep it on the down low, you know, and make sure that nobody feels bad around you for you having money, you know. So it's like the shame of having money yeah. and the embarrassment of having money. Yeah. It's like, fuck, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I was just going to say that. I was literally just going to say you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so true. I mean, oh, gosh. There were people. I remember my mom telling me this story when I was a kid. My mom was very, she was like very open with us as parents. I have a really cool mom. And um, uh, basically, she, we had these friends who were dirt poor. I mean, like really poor. And they had also adopted a lot of kids. And it was kind of this crazy situation. And like, they were like humbled. Like and my family had money later, but like they, like growing up, they were sort of really working their way. They were farmers and, you know, acquired land as they kept going and, you know, did well eventually but they like but these people were like humbled that they like got to be friends with my mom because like she wasn't poor Hmm. and like it's just it's like the whole class status and like all of that stuff it's like I would love to see a world where none of that exists anymore and I don't mean that from a hippie kind Mm -hmm. of let's destroy capitalism kind of way that most people say it from. And I also don't find anything wrong with, with the way that, I mean, I I don't love the way things are, but I don't think that sitting around and talking about how bad it is, is going to make things any better, but Mm -hmm. I would love to create something that doesn't exist yet where all of that stuff is destroyed and you get by more based on your consciousness than than like your class structure or your financial and it's funny because there's a lot of people who are upper class who are trying to pretend that they're lower class (laughs) so that they can like make it through the world because nobody likes rich people (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah I mean and it's all like if you look at that it's like it's all personal you know it all means something about you you know and you yeah and what if it's there's no like what if money doesn't actually mean that you're right or wrong the amount of money that you have doesn't or don't have or whatever doesn't mean anything about you it doesn't mean that you're right it doesn't mean that you're wrong good perfect correct you know I was listening to the lady telecalls <sighs> and I know that you know what those are Heather and you love them to <laughs> <My> death <favorite. laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm sure you've talked about them on your show or have but the, yeah. the lady telecalls are about like what it is to be um a lady you know of a different reality, like a, a person, a woman, um, but we don't want to call it a woman. He's very specific that we call it a lady, <laughs> yeah. but like a lady with like a different perspective and somebody where like you're fighting for not against others, but fighting for you and what you know is possible in the world. And um, yeah, those calls just changed my life. And um, one of the things that Gary said was um, a lady 
is a lady, whether she has money or she doesn't have money. Yeah. And I just thought that was so amazing because yeah. it's like, it doesn't matter how much money you have in your bank account. It matters who you are in the world and the way that you create and the way that you engage with people. Yeah. And, and that's like, to me, the, the energy of the lady is like, there is a, it's a lot of space and allowance and no judgment for ourselves and for the world and other people. Um, yeah. And when I look at like the energy, like the woman energy, cause he does make this really cool distinction between woman and lady. Um, and, um, and so if you want to know more about it, get the calls that's on the access consciousness shop. Um, the lady, the elegance of needless love the title. Yes. Um, but um when I look at those energies in my own, like when I'm being a woman, you know, I'm doing a lot of judgment of me, you know, mostly of me, um, of money, of my business, of whatever the fuck I love to judge, you know. And <clears throat> when I'm being a lady, it's like there's just this space, there's curiosity, there's receiving, there's, there is that needless energy. Um, and it's, yeah, and I love that. It doesn't have anything to do with the money that you have or don't have. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's cool. I'm I'm excited about this conversation because I think that for me personally, and I know for those of you who are listening out there, it's um, I hope that this like softens some of that really harsh, aggressive, judgmental energy that may be in your in your money world or in the energy that comes up when you think about money or look at your bills or your bank accounts or whatever. Yes, please. Yes, please. That that actually is really an energy that creates more money too. Amazingly enough, you know, we think we have to judge things in order to change them, but that's not actually how it works. So true. Yeah. So we're at our first break. We're going to, or at our one and only break (laughs) because I'm not a big fan of commercials. So. why would we do more than one Um, so (laughs) we will just take a quickie break and we'll we'll be back in a moment follow us on twitter at voice america trn get the lowdown on guests new shows and your favorites that's voice america trn Have you always wondered what it would be like to have more fun, ease, joy, and success in your business? What if your business could be more fresh, vibrant, and thriving every day? Heather Nichols' Generative Business Pods program is a six-month business creation intensive of embodying question, choice, possibility, and contribution as the main elements for creating a dynamically different and wildly successful business. What if exponential growth in your business and income could come from being more of you? Find out more at heathernichols.com forward slash business pods. Hi, this is Dr. Dane here. Have you felt different your whole life? A dreamer? A seeker? An outsider? Always wrong no matter how hard you try? What if there's a completely different way of functioning in this reality? What if you, truly being you, could change everything and the world? If you'd like to find out, go to beingyouclass.com. Twelve years ago, I was on the verge of suicide, and I came into contact with some amazing tools that changed everything for me. Today, I live a life I couldn't even imagine possible at that time. I have the honor of traveling around the world facilitating thousands of people on how to change their lives with these very tools. 
I'd like to share some of them with you. Go to beinguclass.com and sign up for my free video series. My gift to you. What if the tools to change everything are available now? Are you ready to explore these tools in this energy live? Is now the time? Go to beinguclass.com. You know if this is for you. You always do. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Creating Beyond Reality with Heather Nichols. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to heather at heathernichols.com. That's heather at heathernichols.com. Now, back to Creating Beyond Reality. Welcome back, everybody. This is Heather Nichols, and we're here this week with Julia Sotis and talking about some really cool, such a cool conversation about um, embarrassing yourself enough to have money <laughs> and other such amazing things. Um, where, where else? Where well, else? Where else? I was just thinking. I was just thinking about that. Like my my uh, stepdaughter is ten, and you know her, Heather, and she's awesome. so she's such a sensationalist. Like <laughs> like, would you rather die? In like by being dragged down into the bottom of the ocean and eaten by an eel, or would you rather die by like having your head cut off with like a really rusty sword? Like oh you ask me questions <laughs> like that all the time. She needs to know like what's the most ever. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> She's so That's funny, so awesome. and, and it's always like. I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know if I'd rather dive one way or another. She's like, no, you, you have, have to, pick. to choose. My boys do this with me in a different way. It's more like, which one of us is your favorite? You know, <laughs> holding a gun to both of our heads and you had to choose one of us or all of us died. Who would you choose? And you have to choose. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so anyways, but sh- there, there's also that game that she reminds me of, like, the game that I used to play when I was a kid. We would always talk about our most embarrassing moments. And, like, you know, um, my husband, my husband, Anthony, his most embarrassing moment, he, he was, like, cool guy in high school. And, like, Mr. Cool, he had to be the coolest. He had to, and, like, like, and he was always put in, like, remedial classrooms because he was, like, dyslexic and, like, could not get 
the math or the reading or the words, it, none of it meant anything to him. And so he just couldn't do it or chose not to do it or whatever. So they would put him in the remedial rooms and um, it was so shameful for him. It was so hard on his on his pride to be in the remedial classrooms. And he said he would like pull out his brush and he would just like comb his hair really sexy, trying to like, you know, overcompensate <laughs> for the fact. Yeah. <laughs> and um so he's like always Mr. Cool guy. And um so when he was in his and like maybe eighteen or twenty years old, he worked at a gym on the upper west side in New York City. And um he was a personal trainer and he had fun. He like, it was where Steve Martin would work out and where like all the, the upper West side celebs would work out, would work out at his gym. And so one day he went to the bathroom and went pee and, or must've went poo actually. Cause guys pee standing up. <laughs> he had a line of toilet paper coming out of the, in the seam, the waist of his shorts dragging all the way behind him onto the floor. <laughs> and he left the bathroom, went by the really, really hot front desk girl and was like, hey, like, you know, Mr. Cool Guy. And then went like around the gym and like all the way across the gym and all the way back. And then this really pretty girl came up to him and was like, hey, I need to talk to you. And he's like, you know, hey, what's up? And she's like, you have a string of toilet paper hanging <laughs> like a tail out of your waistband all the way to the floor. <laughs> and so he always tells that story when Arya asks him, what's your most embarrassing moment, dad? That's he so he tells that story. So, but it just reminds me of the energy of embarrassment. But I think yeah. most of us tell those kinds of stories because right. the real embarrassment yeah. is money. Wow. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so, and I've really been looking a lot lately at like how money is it's um it's really just an energy yeah. and you know I've been Gary Douglas has been saying to people and I have really taken on the torch too, trying to get people to read the how to become money workbook <laughs> and um I I love the love the book and it's transformed so many things for me. Um, and I've actually read it cover to cover 50 times now. Nice. <laughs> I'm on my 50th reading That's and, awesome. um, and I, I, it's been such a journey and a process and I kept thinking like, if I read it enough times, I'll never be, I'll never, I'll always have enough money in my checkings account. You know what I mean? And, um, and but it's it's not actually about that yeah. um it's about the energy of money and how it's like liquid like i i can't believe i'm just seeing in more and more places how um we can use our money to create money and we we when we have money come in the way that we use that money determines on determines whether like let's say there's Let's just think of this in terms of dollar bills because this is easy for people to picture. Mm -hmm. So let's say that there's, um, there's dollar bills all in front of you. Like just picture, picture 100,000 $1 bills in front of you. And, so, and then you have the money that you have in your bank account. So let's say that's $5,000. 
So in your checkings account. So the way that you work with that $5,000 that's in your checkings account right now determines whether those dollar bills are going to come towards you or whether they're going to be pushed farther away from you. I'm, I love this. I love this. <laughs> I woke up with this awareness, awareness that about this this morning. So I'm so grateful. So keep going. <laughs> Nothing. We're all totally psychic. I know. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so it's just the way that you like work with your money now determines how much money is going to come in later or whether that money actually wants to come to you because it's an energy and, and that's really what the money workbook is designed to one of the trillions of things. The money workbook is designed to, give you the awareness of but um so I was sitting I one of the things that really so funny how consciousness works because the we have these life situations that take what we learn and access and show it in a real life live in your life on the job it's not Mm -hmm. theoretical anymore it's physical or whatever you call it um And so I was sitting next to a guy on an airplane and we had a long flight. We were flying, not a really long flight, a long flight for America. We were flying from Vancouver to Chicago. So it's a three and a half hour to three hour and 45 minute flight. And um, he was this sweet guy from Vancouver who um, was uh, 50 years old, married, he works um, as a sales manager um, in a company, a smaller company with about 40 people and they sell chemicals to like boiler rooms or something. So basically he was a sales guy in a scientific field and um, his wife was a preschool teacher and they had a boy and a girl who were 24 and 22. So kind of your sweet, you know, they were, he was one of the most incredible gentlemen I've ever met. He was just a lovely, lovely person. And we talked from the moment I sat down in the seat next to him until we got off the plane in Chicago. We did not stop talking for a second. And he was so fun to talk to because he had nothing to prove. He was so humble. He was so kind. Um, and what we talked about was, was real estate investment. So his cousins took this course called Keyspire. This is not sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Him and his cousins took this course called Keyspire and, or his cousins took this course called Keyspire and they had a lot of success with it and had, after taking the course within a short period of time, had 10 rental properties across Canada. So then he piqued his interest and you know, he was just an intelligent guy. So we just went to take the course for interest sake. And so he was teaching me the method of the course, which really articulated to me how money is energy. But basically what they teach you in this real estate investment course is if you have any equity at all, so let's say you own a house, how much equity do you have on your house? So you ask yourself that question you think about any of the investments that you've put into your house. You think about any of the um, 
you think about the the inflation or not the how if the housing value has gone up or gone down um, and all those things and then you get your house assessed and so uh, so that you know the exact value of the house after improvements and whether it's gone up or down so then you take that money and you refinance as much as you're willing to so that you have the equity and then you go and you buy a rental property that you're going to have a renter in and you have to make sure there's a whole formula to make sure that it's cash flow positive mm-hmm. and that that's actually going to be a more and some profit than the expense and the mortgage and all of that. And then you, and you also want to work in, I know I'm getting really complex. Some of you might be falling asleep on me, but I think it's fascinating. So I'm sharing it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so then what you do is you take the, um, you take the amount that you have refinanced, you put it into the, into a rental property. Then you, oh, and in that, I was going to say, you take 10% too, so you can pay a property manager Mm -hmm. so that you never lose your quality of life and you're not always answering the phone when something breaks. So you always want to make sure that you have a property manager um, in this model, unless you're really comfortable with that. But most people aren't. They have other things to do than take care of phone calls and go fix things. Um, so then you, so then you, you have it, you have two homes. Now you have the home that you live in and you have the second investment property. Then in this model, which scares the pants off of me, as I say it, you refinance that house. Oh, wow. You take all the money out of it. Mm-hmm. Then you get the second, the third house. Mm-hmm. You do the same thing. You pay for the house, you put your down payment down, then you refinance it. So basically the people who teach these courses have like each have over a hundred properties of their own under their name and you don't have to wait for it to grow. You just immediately refinance it and go into the next one. Now I'm sure you'd have to have good credit and stuff, but these Mm. people seem to do it. And I was just like, what? (laughs) Number one, that goes against everything my dad taught me. Totally. (laughs) You pay off your debts you don't yeah. go out and create even your mortgage, even your mortgage. Like my even dad your- wouldn't retire until his mortgage was paid off. He was like, that's awesome. Have no debt, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, and he said, it's like, he said for him personally, you know, he was seemed like a very like financially conservative man. And he's like, this is like really difficult for me to actually just go out and do and to accrue all this debt. But he's like, And I said to him, I'm like, that's so cool because then I thought if I got 50 homes or something and then they all had 25-year mortgages, then in 25 years, all those mortgages will be paid for. And he's like, no, you're thinking about it the wrong way. Mm. You're You're not leveraging about it in terms of the cash flow, not ever paying it off, but a constant expansion of possibilities. And I was just like, oh my gosh, that's such a crazy method. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> totally. it brought up so much for me but it just goes to show that you know money is just an energy and you don't even need to have cash or dollars you just have to have great ideas and ways around things in order to make money and you have to have the idea that when money comes in that money is going to make you more money you're not going to spend it on something that makes you feel good yeah that is so cool so that's that uh, like how you're using the 5,000 and how the 100,000 
That's so cool because you're putting your money, like that's like a really dynamic way of putting your money to work for you. Yeah. You can't, you can't have judgments about debt. <laughs> no. You know, like that's, it's, yeah. No, yeah. I, I have, I was brought up with just so much judgment around debt. Like yeah, my dad, that was the first thing he taught us. Um, my dad is super, super smart in the area of money. I mean, his stack of like, he loves to read. He's subscribed to six newspapers yeah, and he has time. bookshelves of financial books that he's read himself. Like he knows everything about money and stocks and bonds and investments. And he doesn't want the headache of income properties, but and he doesn't like debt. So everything that he taught me was never have debt, never have debt, never have debt, never have debt, never have debt. Pay it off, pay it off, pay it off, pay it off, pay it off. If you have debt, basically if you have debt, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. There's yeah, so debt. everything that is. Let's destroy <laughs> and uncreate it all. <laughs> right, I'm good. That all nine puck bunch hurts with pants. And if you don't know what that is, that's the access consciousness clearing statement. Yep. It's like a delete button for stuff. So Yeah, it's um, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, debt is like a, I mean, speaking of embarrassment and shame, it is like a mega, and it's funny, you know, actually, it's so funny, Julia, you, you did this call, um, I don't know how many years ago, called Are You Willing to Be Demanded? Yeah. Um, and I, um, my, you know how your, your phone just like automatically plays things? Yeah. My phone automatically plays your call all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so lately I've been listening to it a lot and you said I think it was in that call you said um that you've made it a point not to hide anything and not to have any secrets and I thought that was I was like wow because we talk about that like how secrets and hiding and that's that's really part of this energy of embarrassment is like if there's something that you're embarrassed about you have to hide it you have to keep it secret um and how you know, that it actually like puts a big neon sign on it, but it also diminishes what you can create and receive. And it's just a big judgment basically. Um, And so, and, and this is one of those like debt and money, you know, not as much money as we'd like to have or whatever. It is one of those areas that we do hide and with all of that shame and embarrassment and. Exactly. And it just, it really, it's like the, the reality of, I mean, I love this model because it's like, you know, a whole bunch of people that are like, no, just leverage your assets. Like, like debt doesn't, debt's not a wrongness. Like totally. Dane taught me something about this as well. Um, on a telecall, I asked him a question, um, the age of miracles telecall. I asked him a question about um, debt and like paying things off or somehow came up and he, so this, that telecall was about three years ago Mm -hmm. and excuse me. um, And he said in that telecall that he had read an article about Amazon. Yes. Do you remember that? And he said that he, he read how Amazon took out a loan on their like a loan on their equity, the company equity um, plus more. Like they just took out like about, I think he's at a hundred million dollars of debt. They took out a loan for a hundred million dollars to expand Amazon and how that was like, you know, creating the future of Amazon. 
And that was really what I took away from that call. And I thought about this yesterday because I thought about the model of the, the real estate investment model that I just described. And I thought about debt and I started to really, really start thinking about debt. And then Dane's conversation that I had with him on the telecall three years ago came to my mind about Amazon and how they did the debt financing. And I saw the Amazon truck drive by. Now in our town, they have Amazon Prime trucks. Mm-hmm. They have gotten so big. Yeah. They have Emmy winning, like they have a TV station, basically. They have a movie production company. <laughs> Their movies and TV shows, like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is one of my favorite shows. It was incredible. And it won multiple Emmys. Like they have, they are their own delivery service. Now they don't have to pay United States Postal Service or UPS to ship their stuff. They have their own employees that are their own postal service. They're taking over the world. (laughs) (laughs) And they did it all on debt. Yeah. So it's not, and I'm not going to, I'm not like a debt advocate or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But if it's something that you're terrified of, like, you know, where might that judgment or that, that um, fear be limiting what you can create? Yeah. Well, and it's interesting to look at like, uh, I'm just, you know, when you were talking about how you use the money that you have determines what comes in, you know, and I, that, so I mentioned, I woke up this morning, I had this awareness. I've been looking at money a lot, like some different money conversations than I have had with myself before lately and looking a lot at family and money and like, what did I take on from my parents and where did I, you know, like, what did I, what did I believe, like, what did I grow up believing about myself in regards to money and about money? Yeah. And um, I'm really, it's been interesting because it's stuff that is kind of new awareness to me. Cause I was, I was like, Oh, my, my dad's so brilliant with money. And, and he is like really. And, and I'm also starting to see like everywhere that I was raised, not just with this messaging of like, you're, you're a girl, <laughs> you know, like you don't really know what you're doing. And also like, you're this crazy, like humanoid girl, you know? Um, and you're not, you don't really know about business and you don't really know about money and you're never going to get it. You're never going to do it quite the way that I do, you know, which is the right way. And I just have started to see like where, where, um, where I, I really have been believing that. Like I, I, that's been still running the show for me in ways that I wasn't aware of. And I, um, I, I, I woke up this morning and I went, Oh, because I've been looking at like, how do I, what do I do with my money when I have it? Like what, you know, what money comes in, what do I do? You know? And I do tend to still like, be like, okay, bills, I got to take care of all these bills. I got to take care of, you know, what, where I need to pay things. And, um, and, uh, and that is, it's like this, there's, there was this, and I realized this morning, this energy of like the, like self abuse financially of like, I don't trust myself to create all the money that I desire to have, all the money that I would like to have. Like I, I, there is in the way that I handle my money, this underlying like belief that's like, 
well, I better just, you know, make sure that I cover everything because, you know, I, it's not like I have the capacity to create it or anything, you know? Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And, and it's such a, it's such a, like, you know, we talk about like, if money was your lover, would you still be having sex? It's like, well, no, like I might want to have sex with money, but money doesn't want to have sex with me. <laughs> when you're like that, when you're like, hi, thank you. You need to go here. 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 You know, there's no receiving. There's no play with it. You know, there's no. So that was a huge one for me today. I was like, oh man. Okay. So now, now what? Julia's, I can see her and she's I mean, yawning. <laughs> so everything that is, everything that Please. brings up and lets down for all of us, can we destroy it and create it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, all nine, puck, pod, shirts, boys and beyonds. Awesome. I think we should do a class on money and sex. <laughs> I think so. Oh my God. It's insane. Yeah. Well, thank you for this conversation. It was so, such a gift. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I am really grateful. This is like some really uncharted territory for me, and uh, some conversation, like just yeah, stuff that I've never heard before. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. So any, we have about three more minutes. Any any closing? I'm like, we should just really keep doing this for a couple hours. You yeah. know? <laughs> So I have nothing else after this. It's, uh, we're actually pre-recording this on a Sunday night. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, actually, um, just to give like listeners a practical tip that I am just starting to use to creating money um, is there's a website called estatesales.net. And you put in your zip code or your um, postal code. Now, I don't know if this is in Europe or Australia or India. Probably not. But for those North American listeners, um, you go in and put your, your, your postal code or zip code. And you can see all of the estate sales within. You can choose if you want to see them within 50 miles of you or 100 miles. Okay. And so today I went to my first estate sale. Awesome. And um, I bought a 18, a dresser, uh, no, like a stationary desk with, it's tall, like really tall, and it has glass doors, and um, it has the original key, and it's from the 1800s, and uh, I, it's like that's something that you can pay such a cheap price for and get such a big return on investment. So try that. There's one practical tool. Go to an estate sale and have some I fun. I love it. I love it to do that. That's so cool. <laughs> um, and where can people find you if they want classes or sessions with you? That's yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I do um, private sessions, 30-minute sessions and one-hour sessions and uh, lots of classes around the world. So you can find me at juliasotas.com. J-U-L-I-A-S-O-T-A-S.com and um, at www.accessconsciousness.com forward slash Julia Sotis. Awesome. And I have um, actually like a, I don't know, maybe a week and a half after this show airs, um, I have a Joya Business class coming up oh. in Nashville, Tennessee, um, um, April 5th through 7th, and also one in um, Boulder at my home in May. Um, and they're both going to be live streamed. And we talk a lot about money in the Joya Business classes, like it's business and money and creation and really awesome classes. So um, 
that's on my website, heathernichols.com, among lots of other. Oh, that's uh, so awesome. So, that's so yeah. tied into our conversation. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. This was amazing. I'm really grateful. And uh, we should do it again. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah. thanks to all those of you out there listening. Yeah. Bye, everybody. We'll be back next week with more. Thank you for joining us today for Creating Beyond Reality. Make sure to join Heather Nichols again next Monday at noon Pacific and 9 p.m. Central European Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another adventure into the brilliance of you. Have an amazing week of possibility and creation. 